0: 411 Live. Where well, you
1: can learn about issues that affect us every day. State of the world. Oh, 411
0: Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl. Oh,
2: 411 Violence is not just a matter of statistics. Statistics such as between January and the end of March of this year, in Milwaukee, seven children were killed. 27 were shot. Now, those statistics are alarming, but just think about putting faces behind those numbers, and it's heartbreaking. Hello, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. In March, 15-year-old Davion Patterson was shot and killed Friends and family say he was trying to intervene during an argument. Why does this keep happening? And just think of the impact this has on the loved ones of Davion, the loved ones of other victims. Let's talk about it. Joining me, Tierra Carter. She is the mother of Davion, Marcus Link. He is the restorative practice coach at Milwaukee Excellence. And Nathaniel Austin, a 10th grade student at Milwaukee Excellence. Welcome to all of you. Now, um, I mentioned the stats and Davion. And first of all, let me say to you, Tiara, I am truly sorry for your loss.
3: Thank you. I, I know really appreciate
2: it. I know it's great. I know it's great. And we're going to talk more about what happened, but I want to put a face on that statistic for him. Um from the the news reports that I've seen, the pictures that I've seen, he's a pretty fantastic kid.
3: He was. He Tell was. me about him. Um very goofy, very loving, protector like I have five and he was literally like the middle. Okay. But he was big brother, like because he has two older sisters. Mm-hmm. But he was a big brother. He let them know all the time. Like, um like look, little bro, come here. Right. right. So that's what he called them so. But yeah, so he was he was a really good heart good hearted person. Yeah. Like anything I needed him to do, he would do without right. hesitation.
2: Yeah. From what you say, you know, they say that um she died intervening in an argument? It sounds like maybe that, that doesn't surprise you. He sounds like a protector.
3: He was literally breaking up the fight, literally. That's that's what he was doing, was breaking it up. And then the other side started shooting.
2: Right. And five other people were injured in this.
3: Yeah. Um, so his older sister, my oldest daughter, she got grazed by the bullet. And then my goddaughter, my goddaughter was the one that was fighting. And Two, Three of her friends got shot. One got shot in the back, and it went mm-hmm. through her stomach. From what I was told, like, I haven't talked to any of the parents, mm-hmm. but from what I was told, she's temporarily paralyzed. Um, one was shot in the back, and then she got hit by a car. Like, they ran her over with the car. And then, if I'm not mistaken, another person got grazed in the ear with the bullet. It was all of my goddaughter's friends that was there. And then my uh, oldest daughter and my son. Oh, wow. That's that's a lot
2: to take, a lot to take. Um, in all of this, and I know the ripple effect. I mean, I know it hit you tremendously hard. There's the ripple ripple effect. Like he was 15, he was going to school, Milwaukee Excellence. There are all the kids, the students, and I know it just, you know, hit everybody. For the school, how has that support? The Folks,
3: how I would has it has been really awesome? Mm-hmm. Like, like them calling the check and seeing if I'm okay. Um, the things that they've done in honor of you, like,
2: mm-hmm. take your time. Take your
1: time. I'm really grateful,
3: mm-hmm. I am, because most schools when it did the stuff that they're doing for him. Yeah. And just the support.
2: Nathaniel, I was saying that, mm-hmm. you know, the ripple effect, right. the student body. How, what did you see in the school?
1: Well, it started at first, like, kids were talking on the bus, they like, did you know that I uh, died? And everybody thought like, no, it wasn't real at first. And then we got to school and that's when it really hit. Like uh people found out that it was really true. And then it was girls crying, uh men crying, boys crying. Some of the teachers even had to take a little break, even though they were like mourning themselves, they had to help the students. And it was just like a whole bunch of tears. It wasn't really much laughter or joy or smiles anymore, it was just cries and sadness.
0: Yeah
2: yeah i i would imagine counselors were brought in to help the kids marcus
1: um
0: from that standpoint um they brought in um mr link the principal for the high school which is also our ceo um, had great conversations um brought in conversations with uh Ms. harris that's over here um they talked to those students um we also like we said before just finishes our youth victory over violence week which is more resources for kids to use such as counseling um, and things like that.
2: I was going to get to this a little bit later, but since you brought it up, this victory over violence, the timing couldn't have been any better, right? Right. It, and I'm sure it had, uh, you know, more meaning this year because of what happened. Did you feel that way, Nathaniel?
1: Yeah. If I was to say my personal opinion, uh, last year when we had it, all those students were engaged. I feel like it was mostly seen as a time to just like, waste time in school just like also like learn something but just like get rid of the school day but this year you could see like in the student eyes they was really listening because they actually went through what the presenters were talking about Mm -hmm. and they actually listened to all the stuff about gun violence and all the other topics that were spoken about
2: when we talked earlier nathaniel going back to um you know the coping and and dealing with it after the incident happened with Davion. You were mentioning that there were people who came in, the counselors, and, yeah. and how that got people who might not be willing to talk to actually talk and express their feelings.
1: Yeah, uh, about I say like a day after it happened, Mr. Link brought in like professional counselors. It was about I say like five to eight of them. And they were right in the room, like when you first walk in the school building. And a lot of students went in there to talk and like express their feelings. And the people that were really hurt, they was like, it was kind of hard for them to step in there because they didn't really know how to express their feelings. Mm -hmm. But when they went in there, like they broke down into tears and they actually talked by expressing it in words. And then the counselors gave them like good feedback about how to like just take time, let it settle in, and then work on breaking down how to get better and, like, live your regular life again. Although sometimes, like, it might, they might not never get back to their regular life because it might have hit them so hard. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. So I would think, now you have this title, restorative practice coach, right? Um, I would think that that would, your skill would really fit into something like this. Am I right about that, Marcus?
0: Yes. Um, the great, the, the funny story about my title, um, it came from starting with Dean of Students. Um, and as we viewed it over the years, it sounded like too aggressive and mm-hmm. certain students they're like, oh, you in trouble. You got to go see the dean. But actually, when you come into the office, uh, half the time when you come in there, we're talking to kids about, you know, how to use certain tips and tools to redirect their emotions in certain ways, um, not to go quickly to want to fight or run from the situation. Um, we'll give them certain coping mechanisms, uh, breathing tips, uh, we'll do restorative projects to talk about some of the things that they would do. Um, like I said, the biggest thing for me right now is uh, cyberbullying in middle school. So we would talk about how social media affects um a lot of students, like it could talk about issues like, oh, well this person talk about me, they posted a picture about me. We'll talk about how they feel, what that could look like. And also it was uh, give them tips about how to ignore or just stay away from it um, yeah. instead of you know, oh, I'm gonna see her at school or I'm gonna see this person at school. It's like, well, at the end of the day, whatever they post, if they're doing that about you about you, um that doesn't go away. So that's gonna affect them more than you and if you react to it. Then it's not going to help you or your academic pathway. So, um, like I said before, we changed the name to a restorative practice coach because we're trying to restore relationships. Yes, we're trying to do practices. It's not like a rule. It's not form. So it's going to take time. And um, and as we continue to do these practices, um, the hope is to make sure our students learn from that and can be you know a citizen, a part of our society.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, because when I look at, um, you know, reading about the different because it seems like every year Milwaukee's hit a record for homicides, you know, Uh, things like that. But it always seems to stem from an argument, a disagreement. So people are not uh, maybe don't have those conflict resolution tools to use. And so they're reverting to that gun and shooting each other. So I think that's really important that you are helping these students in their conflict resolution skills.
0: So and, and that's the, that's the part. Um, I think that, um, I'm only one part of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, as I speak all the time as I speak to parents, I'm one piece um, to the puzzle. Um, I think as a community, we got to continue to come together and utilize these practices, you know, not just at school at home, as we see kids out, yeah. um, to talk to them, pull them in, like, hey, we don't have to do these things. We have other options. Um, and as you said before, like the homicide rate is at an all-time high. And it continues to grow. And it's sad to for myself to have to navigate that at a school. But I wish I could do more in moments. But what I what I can do, what I have at at my campus, what I can now, but I think that as we continue to have this conversation, we just gotta pull more people in, more resources to help the community get better at that because it does, it
1: starts from the community for sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I think one thing One thing we need to talk to our youth and not only our youth, but Milwaukee as a whole about is ego, pride and self-control. Mm. Because as I think about it, like you've seen kids fighting, right? Right, And then you've seen a kid trying to break it up. What made you go get a weapon? you seen a kid breaking up a kid's fight. You didn't have the self-control or the thinking or the ego to just be like, I'm not finna go get a weapon, but I'd rather just go talk to him or try to help him break up the fight. What made you go grab a weapon? So I feel like we should just work on like... uh Bringing down our ego, bringing down our pride and increasing our self-control and making yeah. our self-control better so we can have more uh, critical thinking and more self-control.
2: Yeah, good point. Good point.
1: That's
2: a great point. For sure. Uh, TRI, I purposely didn't ask you anything. I want you to feel comfortable. Um, but, you know, like you, like me, we've heard these. We We see the reports of the shooting and the homicide. We never think it's going to happen to us.
3: That's exactly like honestly, I never thought I would be that mother. Yeah, never. <clears throat> not only because my kids not in the streets. Mm-hmm. My kids don't run the streets. My, my like one thing I can say about my kids, and I want I know that for sure, they were never like the stony kids and the ones who are here like creating habit. Never. So I'm thinking like, okay, my kids are going to be safe. I have no, but me not thinking about the other kids, the ones who are out here doing, who can do harm to my son.
2: Yeah, you're thinking from the standpoint of he won't institute anything, you know, yeah. start anything, Yeah, but not so much of him being, you know, that innocent person who's there, the wrong place, the wrong time.
3: And unfortunately, a lot of the time, it's the innocent ones who get killed. Like, it be the ones who don't have nothing to do with nothing, minding their business, be the ones that end up getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So, as you process this, and and I know you probably because this
2: is still very raw. This is very, new. <laughs> very. Just we're, we're just in April here. Um, so, what are you thinking in terms of like, what what you want to tell other kids, or or what you're telling your kids? Because you have other other yeah. children.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What you're telling them after the fact,
3: after this? Um, like I. It's funny because I have made a Facebook post about this. You see people who go on marches for police brutality. Mm -hmm. Not one march for somebody being killed. Because we're killing each other. Like, you get angry and you want to blame the police and do this and do that. Where's the anger when your cousin killed somebody? Where's that anger? Like, we're okay with each other killing each other. But when it comes to... The police and other races and white. It's oh my god, this is horrible. We need to do something. We need to get our own together first. Yeah, we need to be angry and and learn how to teach them not to. Because the 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 race of black people, black boys, black kids getting shot and killed. It's from other blacks. Like honestly, it's from other African Americans. It's it's not. We are we are killing each other yeah. and for no reason. No reason, 95% of the, the, the killings that are happening, it could have been prevented. It could have been completely prevented. And yes. it's us. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing that people need to really understand. It's like, how can you have outrage and be mad when a police shoot somebody, but you don't say nothing when another black person kills another black person?
2: Where's the outrage?
3: Where's the outrage? Where's the anger? Where are the marches? Where Where's all of that at? Yeah. And that's what I'm angry about. Because it was somebody else's son or sons who were shooting for no reason. And don't get me wrong, because I was angry when I, cause I was asleep when they left the house. Getting ready to go to work for the next day. They knew better. Yeah. Teenagers. All We all were teenagers. We all They knew, did stuff that knew we better we were, like, as far as, as going, going out at that time. Yeah. Like, knew better not to leave the house. Mm-hmm. Especially on a school night. Especially if I'm asleep. Like, they knew better. But as we we've all as teenagers done things we weren't supposed to do. Right. But to be running around with guns, that's a whole different caliber. Like where are the parents that who like no? Cause the thing is like all these cars being stolen and all this stuff going on, these are like basically our kids. I'm talking about community. These are not kids coming from Minnesota and Chicago driving here off and go steal the car. Like, no. Where 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 is the and that's the thing, like we need to figure out how to get these kids together like get them in the right path because it's it's bad it's like me as a teenager i have never seen it be this bad i'm born and raised here i've never seen it this bad it's horrible and the stuff that i see now was like wow i'm just amazed and it's like now you can't tell somebody else's kid when they're wrong because then a parent wants to fight you. Yeah,
2: because back I remember, in the day,
3: back in the day, your be... neighbor, your neighbor would yep. tell to get you. Then your mama would come home, or dad, <laughs> or whoever would come home and get you, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Now if you if you say something to somebody else's kid, don't say nothing to my kid. That's my kid, that, and that's that's where it all falls apart at. Because think about it: you at work all day, you don't, you can't see everything your child is doing. And kids are sneaky. Like, again, we were all kids. Kids are sneaky. Yeah, kids are sneaky. So, (laughs) you know, like, as as a parent, you can't see everything your kid is doing. So sometimes you need that community. That community is what keeps the kids together. It keeps everything in order. And without that, you have nothing. And now it's so many people with my kid, I did it. And then it comes out when that kid is doing all this crazy stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. It takes a village. It definitely takes a village. And somehow our village is breaking down. Oh, it ain't breaking down. It's broken. It's, broken. it's completely it's gone.
0: gone.
3: Yeah. It's completely gone. You you know, we were talking on the phone, Marcus,
2: and there are some things that Milwaukee Excellence is doing with the kids. You know, you have um, kind of the restorative kind of things. Instead of expelling or suspending kids left and right, like some, some schools, schools do, whereas they might go home in their home alone because parents are at work. You guys have other ways of dealing with this.
0: Uh, yeah. So as we talked earlier, I spoke a lot about, we're um, starting over the punitive situation. I'm not saying that we don't suspend kids. We mm-hmm. still do. If it's like something egregious on um, the biggest thing I get for us just to put out there is if physical fights, we want to make sure that they are suspended and we have those follow up meetings. Uh, but for uh Smaller things, um, we try to use more of that restorative approach, which is making sure they have a conversation with myself because um, I'm a restorative parish coach. Um, we also find uh, a counselor that's on the school property to be like, hey, can you go talk to the student real quick so we can give them some tips before they get upset? I think the biggest thing for myself right now, um, and as she brought up as we were younger, is just like the profanity <laughs> from certain kids yeah. nowadays. It's just like when you think about how they're speaking and where they're getting that from and where those things coming from. And so they get it from the community, they get it from social media and things of that nature, or it could be at home too. But I would say that um, those are the biggest things um, that I have to work with a lot and how to carry yourself, what things you should be saying like replacement words, Um, because at times, you know, um, as a teacher and I'm trying to support my teachers, they're just hearing you know, cuss word this, cuss word that, you a curse word. And it's like, I have to find a fine line. And I'm lucky to be able to work with some teachers that understand that we're all in it for the same cause, which is that community aspect of like, I don't want to just suspend a kid because I want this kid to pass this class. Yeah. But we also still want them to have a consequence, but also learn from that consequence instead of saying, like, oh, you can be at home for two or three days, but realistically, you still doing what you want anyway. You're probably on your phone, you're probably playing video games there's no conversation. So instead of me doing that, um, there's some options that I do where I'll take a kid out of the class that they did that harm in. We'll have that uh, sort of project to complete. And then they have two options. They either apologize directly in front of the kids um, if it was like a whole classroom disruption, but if it was directly towards a teacher, like in passing, they said something disrespectful, um, i will set up a time for them to talk and do that apology to the teacher um, and have that reflection as well.
1: Uh, if I'm being honest, I think the whole being sensitive part, it comes from, like, the kids knowing that their parents going to back them up. Like, and that's, I feel like that's a bad thing. Like, when a kid do something bad at the school, they be like, you can call my mama. You you can call my mama. And then, like, because they know that they're not necessarily going to get in trouble. And I feel like that's because in this generation, like, parents are becoming, like, less strict. Mm-hmm. And while I was being raised, I was still in the era, like, you gotta be home before the street lights come on. You gotta make sure your grade's good. You gotta make sure the house clean before you go outside. And I feel like that's not the the norm now. That's not mandatory now. A lot of kids just really do what they want. They come home, mom be like, okay, hey, how you doing? Not, oh, make sure you do the dishes. Make sure, let me see your grades. Let me see the progress report. A lot of times kids do what they do because they know that their parents are gonna accept it. I feel like parents gotta be more strict so kids can have some discipline. And know what's right from wrong. And although they might know what's right from wrong, they know that even if they do the wrong, they're not going to get in trouble. They know it's no consequence. I feel like it needs to be more consequence so children can have discipline so they don't do the wrong because they know it's gonna something bad going to happen if they do something wrong.
3: Can I intervene on that? Yes. And that's, that's one of the things I see a lot. Parents are trying to be their friends.
1: That's bad. And
3: like, I, I can tell you right now, I got a six-year-old daughter that can't stand me 75 days of a, a, a year at least. That's the minimum. Like, because I we we're gonna butt heads because she's a teenager. She and I, I'm not I tell them all the time I'm not your friend. Like I'm your parent, so there are rules, there are consequences. You're not gonna like me, but you're gonna love me when you get older and understand why I did what I did.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, you know, parents are are the kids' life coach. I mean, you're mission is to guide and teach and direct so that when they become adults they know what to do they know how to act they know how to you know interact when somebody says something offensive you know they know how to respond to that in in the right manner you know i don't know where where this is coming from you know but it's it's not about me. It's about you. Have a good day. You know, this kind of it. Walk away. Walk away. But something is, something happened.
3: Something happened. I, I think, honestly, like, they break down their families. No men being in the house. Women being extra masculine for no reason. <laughs> like, it's just the foundation of home just got completely broken down to where, like, there are not many good male role models for these boys to grow up and see. They look at the videos and they think that's real life. And nobody's telling them like, like, cause me, like me, Davion and Armani, my youngest, well, he used to be baby. I'll call him because he used to be the baby, but yeah. <laughs> but like, I have to tell them all the time, like, yeah, the stuff they rap about, they could rap about. They could probably go out and do it because they have $10 million lawyers. Mm. You'll go out and do it. You're going to get a public defender. And we have people in our family who's lost that that battle. So I wouldn't recommend it. Right? Like, let's be smart. But, again, that's one of the things that, like...
2: Yeah, mommies and daddies are important. Their role is important. What were you going to say?
1: Uh, just... Continue what Miss Carter was saying. Uh, being somebody who was raised just by a single mother, that mother had to step up as a father and a mother. And my mom did a very good job of raising me. Like she made sure I knew what was right from wrong. She made sure if I stayed home, I kept that door locked. Made sure the house was clean when she came home. So what I'm saying is, like most of the time, when kids don't have a father figure and they step outside when they go to school, they see. Men doing what's not right, Mm -hmm. and then as they grow up, they like, maybe I should try that, or like if I go do that, like I don't think nothing too bad gonna happen. And then they get into it, right? And then they live their life, they having fun while they do it. And then when they get to the point where they realize they're going too far, they already in jail or dead.
3: Yeah,
1: I realized like when I was growing up, I realized I didn't want to do that stuff because my older brother he went to jail for it. Because his father passed at a young age, and he was in the streets seeing what men were doing. Then he wanted to follow after those men. And then after following after those men, that's what got him locked up. And not even men, the boys. Mm. The boys that were following after the men, my, brothers fo- my brother followed after those boys. Then those boys plus him got locked up. Boys following after men because they don't got a father in their home. Yeah,
2: yeah. Any final thoughts anybody wants to make? You know, our time is just kind of ticked away.
0: I would say to the community, if you see something, say something, speak up. That's the big awareness key point that we talked about multiple times with a lot of students. If you want to make a change and make sure we make a difference, please come try Milwaukee Excellence Because I believe as my job, thinking about restoring our community, it starts with us. Um, and as we continue to get kids and continue to get um great candidates and people that want to support our school, it's only gonna make it better in the long run. Yeah.
2: Any final thoughts, Nate?
1: Uh I just wanna say, adults in Milwaukee, like, although you're grown and like it's hard for you to take feedback, just take some feedback from a youth right now. Try to grow even though you're already grown, because if you grow, you also like growing the new generation. Because the new generation is following after you. And if you know that the new generation is going to be in the streets, at least be a good example in the streets. Don't let the kids that's growing up right now see what you're doing, because you know if they see what you're doing, they most likely going to follow after you. So just try to be a good influence so that the new generation can be a good influence influence and help grow Milwaukee.
2: Very good. How about you, Tiara?
3: As a community, like, we need to get our villages back together. We need to get the... Me, my kid, don't say nothing. We need to let that go because it takes all of us. And that's the reason why. And the accountability for the, these outrageous kids that's all here, them, your kids, like, get them because you don't want the streets to get them and you don't want the police to get them because they're not going to, police is like, oh, you know, he he's a troubled kid. Let me like, no. So either you get them or somebody else is going to get them and it's not going to be nice. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Thank you all for joining me for this chat today, um, Tierra. Especially thank you for um, coming and sharing Davion with us. Um, and again, I'm I'm really sorry for your loss. Thank you. And um, yeah, yeah. And thank you for that teenage perspective, Nathaniel. I do appreciate you too. And um, Marcus, what you do that whole helping kids to to navigate this uh, is so important, I think. So all three of you, thank you so much. So my guests, Tiara Carter, the mother of Davion Patterson, who was killed in March, Uh, Marcus Link, who is the restorative practice coach at Milwaukee Excellence, and Nathaniel Alston, a 10th grade student at Ed at, uh excellence, and a great athlete, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to see a lot of you, and we're going to hear a lot about you, right? Yeah. So thank you again for joining us. And thank you for joining us for another edition of the 411 Live, a special edition, I would say, because I have very special guests. Uh, until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor. This is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like and watch us on Facebook, watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.